Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day and have done for 50 episodes. <laughs> this is episode 50, guys, so I'm super stoked. Uh, I can't believe we've gotten to episode 50 so fast. It feels like we just started the podcast yesterday, but I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, we've had a ton of listeners, a ton of questions uh, sent to us. If you haven't sent us a question yet, I don't know what's stopping you. Uh, I'm sure you have a question. Building a startup is very hard. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not easy uh, and you need support. And that's what we're here to give you. So if you have a question about building your startup and you haven't asked it yet, we have a lot more episodes to go. So we're not stopping at 50. Uh, I can't wait till we get to episode 100. If you have a question about building your business, building your startup, growing, building an app, anything that has to do with building a startup, then email it to hello at launchpeer.com or go over to launchchat.io and post your question there. Because the more questions that we get from you, the better the podcast is going to be. Now, today's question comes all the way from London, which is awesome. And we're going to be talking about how to expand outside of your market, specifically talking talking about international expansion. So if you're in the United States, uh, how and when and why should you expand out to uh, the UK? Or if you're in the UK, why should you expand out to the US? And when do you know that's a good time to do it? Why should you do that? What factors play into your decision making there? So we're going to be talking all about that with Peter out of London. Today's question comes from Peter in London. He writes in, I've done some more research into competitors and my marketplace idea has competitors located in a few states within the US. No company has actually successfully expanded nationwide yet as they all appear to be in the early stages. So I was wondering if I focused on the UK London area with my idea and built a strong foothold here, would I be able to immediately challenge the competitor companies in the United States and other countries successfully? Or would I instantly lose due to the other companies possibly having a stronghold in their countries by the time I get mine up and running in the UK? Hey, Peter. So thanks for your question. International expansion is a very difficult thing. A couple episodes I talked ago, I talked about having a stage rollout plan. So uh, I was mostly talking about like local rollout plan, which means like city to region to the rest of the country. But you're talking about is a lot more difficult um, going from one country to another country, uh, especially all the way on another continent, continent uh, that can be very, very difficult. Uh, and it's been tried several times before and it's been failed several times before. So uh, the first piece of advice I'll give you is just be careful. Make sure that whatever assessment you've done on what you need in order to do that expansion in terms of resources, that you double it <laughs> because it's going to be a lot harder, a lot more expensive than you think to expand to an, a whole other market. Now, there's a few pieces of advice I'm going to give Peter here about expanding from the UK over to the US. And it's not, it doesn't have to do with like, uh, oh, you UK startups want to come over here to the US and compete. Like, it, I'm not going to talk about it like that. Um, I'm going to talk about it more from a point of view of like any startup, at what point should you consider expanding internationally? And before that, should you even consider expanding internationally? And if once you do expand internationally or make that attempt, uh, how do you know if it's working or whether it's going to be successful? So uh, the first thing I'm going to go over is whether or not you should expand internationally. And I'd say that it's going to take a long time for you to be able to justify to me why you should expand internationally. Um, you'd have to convince me that you have been able to capture 
such a big market share in your uh, location that uh, you either can't expand further or your resources would be better spent expanding outside of your area. That's one reason why you would want to expand internationally is that you, you've kind of tapped out the potential of your market. The other reason you might want to expand internationally is that you're, you have a competitor in your local market who already has a huge piece of the market share but maybe this hasn't caught on in the United States yet. If you're in the UK, let's say it hasn't caught on in the United States yet, but you know it can, it's just nobody's tried it yet. And that other competitor doesn't look like they even wanna try because they have such a big market share where they're at already that they just don't wanna expand out. Well, the first question, if that's the case is, why hasn't that other company expanded internationally? So that's question one. Like, is there a reason why they haven't decided to branch out? Uh, is it cultural reasons? Is it they know it's just way more expensive than they want to spend? Is it is there some other reason? Like, try to dig in and find like why that other company hasn't expanded internationally yet. The second thing in that scenario you want to think about is if you did try to expand internationally and had even a small amount of success, could they bury you? <laughs> um, and so remember how I said, if you're thinking of expanding internationally, uh, make sure you have like double or triple the amount of resources that you think you need available. That's one of the reasons why you would definitely want to do that is because you could decide to be in the UK and expand internationally and go overseas uh, and try to capture that market in addition to, and then that other company is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's this whole other market. I didn't know it was going to catch on in the US, but this other startups tried it. We're going to expand overseas too. There's goods and bads to that happening. The good thing is maybe they just decide to acquire you, which would be freaking phenomenal, right? Well, sometimes you would want that to happen. But the downside of that could be is that they just take over the market because obviously they're doing something right in your region if they have a big portion of the market share. And then they just jump overseas and then take it over. And so there's very few reasons how that you can convince me. The only real reason you can convince me to jump to an, another market uh, internationally is because you, your business yourself has tapped out the market or you have some like other, like maybe competitive edge that you, you obviously Peter didn't tell me about, but maybe somebody has where it's like, uh, maybe you already have like a partnership with the company in that country or your co-founders are already in that country and have a big network or, or some other like weird thing that not every startup is going to have. But if you have that, then maybe that's another good reason why you would expand internationally. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is whether or not you know it's working. If you've already started running in your local, well, not local, but in your market, let's say you're in the UK. So Peter's in the UK. So we'll keep using this as an example. If you're acquiring customers and getting users and getting traction, then hopefully you've been doing some measuring and you've been seeing like, okay, this is our cost to acquire a customer here. This is our most profitable demographic versus this demographic. All that data that you need to collect as a startup, you're hopefully doing that in your market. And if you're not, I wouldn't even consider expanding internationally, but let's just assume that you have done that stuff. You've done your homework. You've been doing, gathering all this metrics. Uh, you know what your lifetime value of your customer is. You know how much it costs to acquire them. Uh, and you're profitable, all this stuff is churning and you're doing really, really well. Then you decide to hop overseas. Well, at that point, it's really easy to judge whether or not you're successful because you just use that as your baseline. Uh, it's the same way as I was talking about a couple episodes ago where if you're launching in your city and then you expand out to another city, uh, then 
you can measure those two cities against each other. So if I launch in Charleston and then I try to launch again uh, in Charlotte, well, I already have a baseline of what success was for me in Charleston. So now I know that I hopefully will get these numbers or close to those numbers in Charlotte. And to me, that'll be successful. Doing that is really, really feasible today because everything's digital now. Hopping overseas or hopping to another international location isn't as difficult as it was, you know, even just a few years ago. You can today, let's say that you're in the UK and you have a big market share. You can just today decide, I'm going to duplicate my Google AdWords campaigns. I'm going to duplicate my Facebook campaigns. And instead of targeting the UK, I'm going to target the United States. Done. That easy. Obviously, there's some other questions involved, like if you have 24-7 customer support, well, you're on different time zones now, so what are you going to do about that? But if you don't have that, which most startups don't, and that's totally cool, then that's not a concern either. So you can hop overseas and that's fine. And between the UK and the US, there's no language barrier, so you don't have to worry about that either. So there's not a huge difference. The, the big thing is going to be making sure that you're measuring everything. Because the last thing you want to do is expand to another international market. You try to capture customers there and you don't know if it's successful because you don't even know what success even means. Uh, you want to make sure that, that that success is defined for you before you even think about expanding to another market. Because when you're growing, and, and I'm going to say this advice not only for people trying to expand internationally, but just any startup who's trying to expand even just from their local area to another local area or from their city to a region, or they're trying to expand from one demographic set to another. Like if you're not capturing that data, if you're not able to tell me what the lifetime value is of one of your customers, what your customer acquisition cost is, uh, what your overhead is of your business, those basic numbers. If you can't tell me that off the top of your head, then you have no business expanding to another market. Okay. I know that sounds kind of harsh, uh, but that's just the truth. Like you should know all of those numbers before you decide to expand even a little bit. If that's not the case, then you need to keep focusing on what you're doing right now, making sure that you get your stuff in order, make sure you have all those numbers down, make sure you have them memorized, that you understand them as a founder and know because that way when you expand to another market or another demographic set or you expand to another type of user or you open up a new type of product offering, you can use those numbers as a baseline. So if my customer acquisition cost was $10 to acquire a new customer and my lifetime value of a customer is $50, then that's profitable. That's really good actually. Um, and so I know that if I expand out to another market and the customer acquisition cost doubles, but my lifetime value stays the same, is that worth it for me? Well, at least then I can make a logical decision because I know that success for me is defined as $10 customer acquisition costs, $50 in uh, lifetime value for a customer. And I can make a good decision and say, am I okay with $20 customer acquisition costs in this other market or for this other demographic? But if you don't have those numbers, then you shouldn't even be considering expanding to another market. Now, the last thing I want to cover that Peter asked was, should I even consider doing it at all? Like, would I just completely lose credibility because, um, like it's another market and someone in that market could just have a stranglehold over me because I'm overseas. My quick and short answer to that is that should not be the thing that stops you from expanding. I can't tell you the last time I looked at a website, um, if I was doing it, like trying to sign up for a SaaS product and saw, ah, oh, this thing's made in the UK. Like I'd rather sign up for the guys that are made in the US. Like I don't care. As long as you solve the problem that I'm trying to get solved, like I'm going to sign up for it just because on the bottom of the website, it says like made with heart in the UK versus made with heart in the US. Like I don't, it doesn't really matter to me all that much. And to most consumers, that's 
True. Like most consumers, especially for SaaS products, aren't going to care where you're located at. Now for a service-based business, yeah, that's a concern. You probably want to make sure that you're really thinking strategically about expanding overseas because the time zones can be pretty dreadful. We have clients that are in Australia right now, but we have, you know, that's a 12 hour time difference, but we have people on our staff and the resources to be able to serve clients over there. If you don't have those resources yet, that's a big barrier. Uh, the same way that the barrier could be if you were expanding to another country and the language is different, um, that could be another barrier. If you don't have people on your team who could speak that language, should you really be expanding to the other market? But no, like just because there's a risk that, you know, some local, not local, but a company in that country could then create like a stranglehold on that, on that market after you've already expanded there shouldn't be a big reason why you don't expand there because consumers today don't make decisions based on where a company is located at for SaaS businesses for products or like web apps, mobile apps. Uh, it doesn't, they're not making decisions based on that. They're making decisions based on who's going to solve my problem the fastest and the best, not where are they located at. So anyway, Peter, hopefully that helps. And as you expand, if you do expand, I'd love to hear about it uh, and how it went and why you made the decision. So when you do make that decision, or if you don't make that decision, uh, email hello at launchpeer.com and just let us know. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every time you give us a rating or review, it helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders that can listen to the show, the more founders we can help with the answers that we give on the podcast. And also it means the more questions that we'll be able to answer. And I'm sure you have the same question that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And the more questions that we can feature on the show, the better the show will be. So if you've already given us a rating or review, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, please go ahead and rate, rate us or review us on iTunes. And if you have your own questions about building your startup, whatever they are, head over to launchchat.io and record your question or send us an email at hello at launchpeer.com and make sure you mention the podcast in the subject line of the email. 